but a lot of these influencers or whatever the fuck won't keep it real. And so oh, yeah. people are aspiring or thinking like, damn, I, I picked the wrong nigga. Damn, I'm fucked up. Damn, I can't be a healer because I'm doing this and get down in the dumps about themselves. And the truth is, is like, all this shit is fake, bitch. Mm-hmm. This is a very small snippet of what who somebody is and what and like really what is all underneath the surface. Yeah. I talked about that a lot, too, when I started saying a lot of things that happened, like, I'm not too spiritual to go through heartbreak. I'm not too spiritual to have a negative bank account. I'm not too spiritual to go through anything on a human level. I'm still here on earth with y'all. Like, if I could leave this bitch, I would, and visit when I felt like it, I would, but I can't. I'm still here, and I still hit the same walls and the same ceilings and the same problems that the average woman or man would hit. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And it's Wednesday. Happy hump day, bitches. What's what's going on? Happy October. Happy October. It is your girl's favorite month. It is Make Your Magic October, and you know we're some magical bitches. So we're going to bring magical bitches on our show. Period. (laughs) October, Halloween, it's Erica's birthday, my Scorpio wife. It's Halloween, our favorite holiday of all time. We will likely have three to four Halloween costumes. Do you know what you're going to be for Halloween yet? Um, I have, I have like a couple in mind. Mm. What are they? Um, one is Beset, the cat god, Egyptian goddess. Oh, right. You did tell me this. And then recently I was looking at pictures and I was thinking that um, maybe me and Orlando will be Billy, Bob Thornton, and Angelina Jolie. Mm, the blood knuckle, the blood at the VMAs or yeah. at the Oscars. What fuck? The one where they wear the blood. Okay, she has like the jeans and like the tank top <laughs> yeah, on and shit. Yeah, and like they just she just sucked his dick in the car. Yeah, yep, I remember that. I was thinking that would be a good one, but uh, you know, it's like my most my favorite part about Halloween. I don't think anyone's gonna know who you are. I know, I know. I would have to really have to really execute it, but I don't know. I'm gonna have to like have her name on you or something. Well, you know, she has that tattoo, like the, the blood. There's a couple of things, but I don't know. That's you're like, also black, and she's very white. So that might be confusing. I, yeah, that's a fact. <laughs> no. You think? <laughs> you think no one will get it? But um, I don't know. I, I, that's my favorite part is not knowing and then being invited to a last minute party and then figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Like going through my closet and like looking good. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to be. I haven't thought about it at all. I'm a very, I'm like a few days before Halloween planner. I like that. But yeah. you know, I, I was looking at some old Halloween looks and one um, one that I think we could rewind as a, rewind as a group if you're down. Um, they were like sexy mummies. Basically, all you need is gauze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just like wrap it around sexy and do good makeup. Mm. Okay. I like like that. that? Okay. I liked our disco, dead disco one. The dead disco, uh, that was a really good one. That was early. That was like early on in our podcast friendship. Yeah. I think that was like year, year two. Year two. Yeah. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm what? Good. I was just thinking about us wanting to be us, like our, our avatar, but then you're like, no one's going to know who we are. Oh, yeah. I was like, are we popular enough yet? Wait, didn't be- we say we are going to be like someone dead? We're going to be that, our avatar dead. Dead, oh, But yeah. then we're like, who the fuck? I, I mean, like, even now. I could be a dead housewife. Oh, that'd be cute. Just dead housewife. Okay, that would be cute. Yeah. And if you know, you know, but if not, it's just guys. With our gloves. That's a good idea. I like yeah. that. You just do it, be anything and make it dead. Yeah, pretty much. If you, yeah, anything cute, then kill it. 
Make it sexy, then die. <laughs> yeah. Be sexy the day you die. Pretty much. <laughs> I want to have a Halloween party. Okay. Okay. Your house is hot. It got the vibes. Okay, perfect. I'm going to get some decorations. Um, but I'm good. I feel good. I um, I don't know. This weather in LA is really strange. But I'm feeling very fall. You see, I'm wearing my plaid, my plaid skirt. And um, I'm feeling very cozy. And I'm feeling good. I'm really excited for our live show that's coming up, you guys. We're having our live show in L.A. October 21st. So if you're in the L.A. area or if not, just come fly out and see us. We're going to get the Terragram. I'm going to get this name right one day. Terragram Ballroom, October 21st. It is also going to be Erica's birthday. So we are going to get turnt. I might get drunk and fall off the stage. Just maybe. Are we going to do a mosh pit? Maybe. <laughs> Just don't. I don't know. Mosh pits hurt me. They look yeah. like they. I mean, they look like they hurt. They I have look no. Painful. I, have no, I have no interest in moshing. That's that's I the white I've, side I didn't get. Yeah, I don't think I got that either. I told. I went. To, we went to a, a like a Twenty One Savage concert. And I was like, oh, they look like they're going to be in the mosh. And Orlando was like, what's that? I was like, you're not young. Where everyone that, where everyone punches <laughs> each other in the face for fun. I don't get it. Mm. I don't get it. That's some white people shit. That's for some, sure. For sure white that is like legit white people shit, and y'all can have that. There's I'm a good. few, yeah. That's that is white people. But show. actually, I went. So I went to a Travis Scott concert, and you know he's like a Known black for, rock star. Yeah. And they were moshing, but also his demographic is white too. So, but there were black people in there getting their ass beat, and I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" White like people are hazard. punching black people in the face, and they're okay with it. That's crazy. You saw a white person? Yes, they were going crazy down there, and I was like, "This is the this isn't the only circumstance in which a white person can attack a black person, and they want it." <laughs> That is above my age range. Don't get it. So, yeah. No bitch will be punching me for the sake of music and no dance floors. Can't we just like dance nicely? <laughs> what happened to good old dancing safely? Safe dancing. Um, no, I'm really excited about our live show. I'm. It's been a long time. I'm ordering all my sexy shit online right now. So I'm excited. And you guys, we are asking you to send in your confessions. So... We are getting all of your confessions. Call our hotline. It's anonymous. If you have anything you want to share, whether it's like a nasty little secret you ain't told nobody, a hoary, it could be anything. Whatever it is. It doesn't even have to be sex. I mean, obviously preferred because we're hoes like that. But the number is 818-213-0749. I'm so happy you remember that every time because I just I can't. 818-213-0749 is the good mom's hotline if you have a confession call us with your confessions and this is not the kind like the church (laughs) we will forgive you but more so we'll encourage it um i'm really excited about our guest today i know you are wife because you have been talking about this woman sitting in this chair for about three years not kidding I'm a light stalker. I, you know what? Like, I, I don't do the... She's, she, like, casually w- mentioned it to her as she walked in. Like, I may I may have stalked you. I'm like, bitch, you may have is understatement. You know, <laughs> I had to say it. I had to tell you because I said it on the show. I literally announced it. I was like, I have a new crush online. It's a couple. She did. <laughs> I was like, you, did little do you know you've already been on our show. <laughs> little do you know. I was like, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I really went in. I was like, you guys probably know who I'm talking about. I didn't say your name or anything, but I was like, they're witchy. They look like they're doing so much witchy cool shit over there. <laughs> I was like, he's fine. She's fine. They had a beautiful home birth. I was like, I've, if anybody knows her, let me know. I'm like, obviously, I'm crazy. Now, this is the only time I feel really embarrassed when I do stuff like that. But I'm like also very happy. <laughs> Um, well, I would like to welcome to the show, Miela. I said your name right. Yes. I'd like to welcome to the show, Miela. Hello. 
Thank you for coming. Miela is a voodoo priestess. And I have so many (laughs) questions about about what you do because I really don't know shit about it. Um, I did I did like a little like Google search, but I don't trust Google because I was like, what's the difference between hoodoo and voodoo? You Googled it? Yeah, bitch. Because I was like, what is the difference? I'm not and really then there was sure. a whole TikTok about this woman who was like, had like a turtleneck on and she was like, hoodoo is... A white lady? <laughs> hoodoo is rooted in herbs and like, and voodoo is a religion. I was like, okay, well, that's a good difference. It was a white lady? No, she oh. was black, but she was talking with her white person voice. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I'm going to ask you about that. Mm, yes. <laughs> um, but first things first... Um, I'm just so curious just about your journey into the space and what you do. Um, like, wh- who are you? Where'd you come from? And how did you get into? <laughs> where were you born? And oh my god, how did you get into what you're doing? I ask me where I was born. Okay, well, it's such a say. random place. I was born somewhere, but I wasn't raised there. If that okay. makes sense. I have. I where have were you born? Oh my gosh, I was born in Iowa. Oh, very random, right? Huh? Yeah, was random place. That. Yes, and then my mom and her husband. Um, they moved since I was seven, and they moved to North Carolina. Okay, and so I was raised in North Carolina. Nice, okay. yeah, Charlotte to be exact. So yeah, so you stayed in uh, Iowa until you're seven, and you no, I moved out of Iowa when I was eleven. Oh, okay, was and 11. then you yeah. grew the rest in yeah in, in North Carolina. Yeah, so I did like elementary a little bit in Iowa, and then moved to North Carolina, and then went to Miami for spring break. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you get caught up in Miami? I was dancing. Oh, Were you okay. dancing already in, in Charlotte? I did. I did start dancing a little bit in Charlotte um, right after I had my daughter. She was eight, I had her 18. Um, and I started dancing. And there was Onyx down there. There's Onyx in every major yes, city. And there was also a club called Nikki's. And I was in there. I was very young. Um, literally, like, had on, like, Target panty and bra, <laughs> my prom heels. Oh. Thought I was thought I was the baddest thing walking, and Not just had all the confidence heels. in the world riding the city bus to the club. All the confidence in the world, but I started there very young, and then um, I met some girls who were like really doing their thing, and they were like talking about going to Miami. And I was like, oh my god, y'all go to Miami? Like, you know who goes to Miami? Like, I'm thinking like, you know, I'm so young. I'm like, who, how do you get to Miami? You know. <laughs> and they were saying all these cool things. They were showing me pictures in the club, and I went. And never came home. Never came back. <laughs> you took your daughter back. with you, or you? Were- my daughter stayed with my mom between my mom and her dad for about a month until I got a place. Mm-hmm. What, what did your mom say about your like your career choice and, and your? <sighs> my move? mom is amazing. Um, so supportive of everything I do. Like she's always like, you just like got this inner bad bitch that I wish I had. Like, <laughs> she was like, oh my god, you never. One time I danced and I just I couldn't do it after that one time, but you're doing it. You know, <laughs> but my mom is like, she loves me. You know, yeah. um, and she's a great, like a super sweetheart. Um, cancer, um, just always loving, and so she just is like, as long as I'm safe, you know, like she's very supportive of everything that I do. All my ups and downs, all my crazy ideas, all my impulsive things that I want to do. Like, she's very supportive. So, um, when it came to, like, dancing, she was just like, well, as long as you're safe and, you know, if shit gets weird, you can book a flight and come home. Like, you know, like, that's how it was. And she's always been there. Always. So That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, When you, how did you get into dancing? Was it just because, like, you were like, oh, I'm going to make some quick money? Or you're like, this should make me feel sexy? or Money, yes. Um, When I had my baby at 18, I went to hair school. I went to Paul Mitchell in Charlotte as well. And um, I was in a hair show. And the model that I was doing was a dancer. And she was, I'm doing her hair. And she's telling me about 
how she's a dancer and all these things. Um, she was actually friends with another friend that I knew. That's how she became my model. So we're, like, just clicking and bonding over this, talking over this dance. And I'm like, girl, like... She was like, yeah, girl, I make, I'm like, what do you do? I'm like, you, like, you have sex for money? Like, what do you do? <laughs> you know, I'm, that's, in my head, I'm 19 years old. I'm thinking strippers, like, you're like, a prostitute. I didn't know at the time. I didn't have any knowledge of what this was. I'm thinking, like, women that are sleeping with men for money. I'm like, okay, so how much do you make? <laughs> she was like, no, girl, you don't have to do that. You know, like, I work at the club, and you just dance. And, like, she was like, I'm like, I'm making, like, $500. I'm like, 19, I'm like, $500? Like, <laughs> I can use $500. I'm a mom. You know, I'm a young mom. So um, she was like, just come. And I went. And probably stay longer than her, like you know, like, you know. But um, yeah, and that's how it started. She just kind of told me what she did, and I was just very interested in it because it's just at the time, um, me and my daughter's dad, my my oldest daughter's dad, we were young, trying to make money. You know, he was working like three jobs, and I wasn't working at all. I was just in school. And so I was just like, anything to make money? I'm, oh, I can work at night too. Like, you know, I'm right. like, this is a great fucking idea. So I was just like, I went. And probably was the best, one of the best things I ever did. I have no regrets about stripping, especially once it got to Miami. Because mm, yeah. it went up in Miami. Oh my God, it's like the culture. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, how long did you dance for? Um, From 19 to, I'm 30 now, I want to say 26. Yeah. It's a over 10 years. So you stayed, you stayed in, in Miami that entire time? Mm-hmm. I stayed in Miami that entire time. I danced in Miami. I danced in Houston. I was able to go to Houston to dance. Um different parts of the Carolinas, but for them, I lived in Miami and I danced at, um, King of Diamonds, um, and all the other little clubs there when I had to. So, yeah. And then what was your journey into, into voodoo? Was it, did you maybe explore something else first or did you go straight into that? Uh, uh-uh. uh, I kind of went straight into voodoo once I learned of my Haitian ancestry. Mm. Um, I went in head first, like, Oh, how did you learn about Haitian your Haitian ancestry? ancestry? I mean, in my mom's side of the family. Got it. Okay. Um, once I learned that I was like, we're what we have over where? Like, Oh, I'm going to f- learn and dig into this. Cause I was immediately interested just off the strength of like, Black people born in America, it's, it is very hard to figure out where we're from. Mm-hmm. So once we get a little tiny piece, like, I don't matter if it was a piece of Haitian, I was going to go for it. You know what I mean? Because it's like once when you're born in, in America, you don't know where you're from, your ancestry. And you find something, you find like a puzzle piece. Right. You're like, oh, OK. So once I was able to get that, I was able to build off of that. Um, and it just it's it's everything to me. You know, were you like like um interested in the occult like were you interested in like spirituality or like as a child or it's just something like you're because a lot of people might find out they're Haitian and not be like let me cook all the Haitian food you know they might not admit, like <laughs> might not be like let's go into voodoo, voodoo. <laughs> right. Right. no no like, um I will say I've always been spiritual I consider myself very intelligent um I consider myself like interested in things that probably others are not interested in um was it voodoo that I thought I would be doing? No, you could have never told me voodoo would be like the place. Um, but just more so just a spiritual person. Yes. Um, Did you grow up religious, like religious? No, I didn't grow up religious. I grew up pretty Baptist, but my great grandfather was very spiritual. And you know, that's what, when you talked about hoodoo, that's really what, um, hoodoo is, especially for black people born in the South or, you know, just living in America, period. I think it's cultural for black people to have hoodoo, whether we say that word or not. Um, Because my grandfather was a strong Baptist um, deacon in church, church nine days a week. Like, like, (laughs) but when we got home, he told these spiritual ass stories, like about the spirits he would see in his house Mm. and all these different things. And, and then like, you know, just growing up around certain things like my 
my grandmother would talk about the spirits that she could smell and things like that. So I think that that's very common around black people. We have this inner spiritual sense, um, whether we call it hoodoo or voodoo, it is what it is. Um, but I think that is very like natural to us. Um, like even like I was with my, um, at my mom's house a couple of Thanksgivings ago and my cousin was there and her grandmother had passed and they cremated her. And she was like, yeah, you know, I just, sometimes when I'm cleaning the house, I just take her ashes and I just sprinkle them up around the house. I'm like, who the fuck told you to do that? Like, why would you do that? Like, y'all think I'm big voodoo. I don't do shit. I don't got nobody's ashes in my house. <laughs> like, they all think I'm just like this big voodoo person. And I'm like, y'all doing shit I'm not doing. Y'all got somebody's ashes and you sprinkle them out. She's like, I just be wanting to fill her around. Um, like, my mom has some bones above her door. And I'm like, who the fuck told you? She's like, it's for protection. I'm like, but how do you know, know that? that right? It's because it's in intuitive. us. It's just an intuitive whisper, an intuitive voice that we have that kind of guides us Mm -hmm. you know i speak about it a lot like especially with um like our slave ancestors like i think i talked about this on another podcast too like how did they know to follow these stars these the north star these people who couldn't read or write because this is something that you know whether it's faith it's some type of spiritual knowing that is like we got to look at this you know what i'm saying so i think it's just in us Mm -hmm. so voodoo i didn't know that that's where i would end up but always been spiritual so hoodoo is like just the the baseline general spiritualism that a lot of black American black people inherit without even really knowing. I believe so. Knowing I believe what it so is without the um, even if they don't know that word, because um, there's a lot of people who don't know that word or don't you know understand that word. But I think that it is um, hoodoo is something that was born through the South um, and black people, I guess, everywhere. Um, it's not voodoo. And it is root work, it is conjure, it is herbs and things like that. It's a lot of kitchen witching, using what you got and making it work. And um, and it was something that the slaves created under the guise of Christianity. So there is a lot of Bible work in hoodoo. That's what I. That's what the lady yes. in the turtleneck was saying. <laughs> yes. Before we started the show, Erica said that she Googled. Did you just say that before we started I, the no, show? I just said it. Oh, okay. You okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. Yeah, no, she's yeah, she said that it's there's a uh, it's like goes hand in hand with a Christianity. Like it's not whereas mm-hmm. voodoo is an actual What's the same? religion where I guess voodoo also has some elements of Christianity. Catholicism. Catholicism. Yeah, okay. So it's just kind of again, like when we first started I was talking about um Haitian voodoo and African voodoo being so different. It's, a lot of it's geography. Right. Um this is just where they are and this is where we are. So like in Haitian voodoo um a lot of it is guys and hidden bet- behind Catholicism because that was the you had the to, religion you had that was being pushed on that. them. Right. So over here we have Christianity, and so we're hiding these spiritual practices and these spiritual things that we naturally do under Christianity. So like a lot of Hoodoo people will call the Book of Psalms the Book of Spells because our ancestors was reading that and giving it power, not that it just innately had power on its own. We read it and we gave it power. In my opinion, I believe that that book didn't have any power of movement to it until our answer started reading it and started making it, you know, making the best out of their situation. Um, and that's really how that shit is born. So do you remember Jesse yeah, was, was talking about this on our, one of our, what was the name of that episode we did with her? I'm not sure, but our friend goddess Jesse was just like basically saying when the slaves came over and were given the Bible you know, Christianity um, they they masked a lot of this like some of the spirits that were African spirits they would call you know like there are a lot of the saints or whatever the Bible biblical people are they were covered like they were 
Mm-hmm. They've been like they're associated with other voodoo saints or like yeah, so, God, yeah. so that so that you know who you're talking about, but you were covering it and what was acceptable. Yeah. So it's like we have this uh, relationship in Christianity, and we don't really understand that. In fact, that is like our relationship to our ancestors in Africa, mm-hmm. and like that that was how it was masked. Well, that piece I think probably had not probably has been lost. Well, it's so I'm, yeah, the connection was lost. Well, it's interesting because like you know just like us like we're black girls living in the valley but we both were very like drawn to not the darkness but like the spirit world and to like witchery and to like the conjuring of things and it's like you know why is that and even and even like when I was a little girl because I didn't grow up Christian but I remember thinking like as I got older and I started to understand like diehard black Christians confused me and like granted this was like my grandmother you know even though she's like witchy in her own way but it's it was it, it, it was so I couldn't understand why a bunch of black people who were given this to justify like s- such oppression would then after it's gone after it's done with continue to study and to praise and to like this white Jesus it's frustrating to yeah think about in that way it's yeah. frustrating but it's also not it makes so much more sense that like the, maybe their relationship with this like maybe not white Jesus maybe black Jesus or whatever like is so strong still because it was something rooted in something that is our uh, innate and like ancestral mm-hmm. belief system I agree um that was one of the things that was very hard and triggering for me especially coming into voodoo um you know when people like they get information and they're learning and they're learning and you start to like dissect what you've been taught you're like oh my god like like you said if if this is what it is why are y'all still talking about christianity why are y'all still talking about these things um as i've gotten like deeper into what i do and like who i am now how how i appear i appreciate the hiding it more um even if still today people are not able to like separate them i get it um because like part of the magic is the trick Hiding it in plain sight, mm. you know, hiding voodoo in plain sight, hiding hoodoo in plain sight. So, you know, they had to hide um, a lot of things they were doing. They were poisoning slave masters and doing all kinds of witchery and shit, you know, trying to hide it under Christianity and things like that. So now I get it. Um, I get it now, especially with myself, this way that I appear. Walking down the street, people do not think I do voodoo. They think I'm just some girl. You know, walk on the street like you, you don't dress this way. You don't look this way. Like you're supposed to be. I'm in disguise, bitch. You know, like you're not supposed to know I just came back from Haiti. You're not supposed to know I just was in Africa and shaved my head completely bald. You're not supposed to know those things. You know, those are not only part of the magic as far as witchery is concerned, but as far as femininity and our natural inner witch, mm. you're not supposed to know what I can do. Like, you're not supposed to know. I should definitely throw you off. I should. You should definitely look at me and be like, this bitch is not doesn't know anything i want you to think that i want you to think that i don't know any of that so i relate to that in that sense of like how our ancestors hit it mm-hmm. i get it yes it is frustrating um and even like some parts like in my work and in my journey like i hit those robots and i'm like oh christianity's like you know like why is this here like i'm, I'm trying to go over this road bump and i'm faced with these things um but it's it's just kind of history you know what i mean and you know, you kind of just got to do what you got to do with it. But what do you mean, like road bumps? Um, like being in voodoo and seeing the saints mm. on the face, on like as as like the loa, which is what we call the spirits in voodoo, is the loa. And so, like, you'll have certain Catholic saints that are in place of these spirits, these Haitian and African spirits, mm-hmm. and it's because our ancestors said, "Well, this is Saint Michael," but it's actually this person this spirit you know what i mean so um 
And so it's a little frustrating to see these white white faces when we're talking about Haitian and African voodoo, you know, or have these African spirits. And so, um, and I have to keep reminding myself that this is here because our ancestors had to hide this shit, mm. not because they believed that that's what it looked like or that's who it is. They had to hide it, you know. And, and this is the only way. We have to give our ancestors some grace. You know what I mean? Like, in the time that they were in, it's just like, goddamn, like, what could they do? And so the the fact that we have what we have, the information that you have, because it's very hard to Google voodoo and hoodoo because it's not written in a book. It's no Bible for it. Um, so the fact that we have been able to keep it alive in such a sense only by word of mouth and self-taught, or not self-taught, but taught within the families it's beautiful while trying to hide it, mm-hmm. while trying to survive, well, well, that while it, trying to stay, get your humanity. You know what I mean? Like all kinds of things. So I try to, I'm learning to give myself and my ancestors grace. I was very hard on them. Like, why do y'all, mm-hmm. you know, why the fuck we got to have this? Like even having like the thing, like a, a Bible on your ancestor altar mm-hmm. is something that took me a long time to do. But I feel like my great grandfather, who was very diehard in the church, but was super spiritual, appreciated that when I put it up there. Like I could feel that our connection way stronger mm. once I put that up there but it was very hard for me to put up I was like why would why would I put this bible because it represents something more you know what I mean mm. but I had a you know a reading with a good elder of mine who was just like you know you have to meet them where they were too to even communicate with them like give them some grace and so it was very helpful for me to do it honestly. I think that's a beautiful statement like I think that um in evolution, like as time, like, you know, even talking about African voodoo and Haitian voodoo and now like this version and like you can walk down the street and someone may not think or assume you're a voodoo priestess because you're a bad bitch, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, even for as you're learning and as we're learning, too, is just like the like the history of our ancestors is so important and it, and it is deeply rooted in our history. It's the story that got us here and it's the, the relationship evolves in every, you know, in every generation, generation, every generation, we, we have to be able to um, shift and evolve with the medicine, you know, and yes. like the things that were required for our ancestors to survive in that circumstance, you know, required for them to use what they had. And that's the Bible. And as we grow and as we evolve and we are pulled to certain things, even for reasons beyond us that we don't know, um, even appearing as modern women, modern women, um, you know, knowing that and keeping in mind that we can be healers and that we can be deeply connected to this, to this spirituality without it looking a certain way. And like, even as we, especially you, like as you discuss your relationship with the spirits and as you've like chosen to develop it and it's called you and you've just continued to grow. Um, cause I'm a stalker and I've seen you for the last three years <laughs> on my Instagram feed, but um, not that I know you personally, but just mm-hmm. being a black woman who's also been called and also used my magic in different ways. It probably looks totally different, but like just us being, giving ourselves the permission to say, huh, okay. Like this is an interesting calling and mm-hmm. I'm going to honor it. And like, it's just a, um, it's just a, an, like a, a testament to, um, intuition and following our intuition and our feminine like mm-hmm. you know our intuition is very like i think tied to our feminine you know just our feminine like yes. our goddess yes. and and i think i think a lot of modern people especially with social social fucking you know instagram and shit 
people would like to be like, oh, you got to be barefoot and be wearing a head wrap and you got to look like this to have these powers or to do this. But it's like, actually, no. And whoever's listening, if you've been feeling called and you feel like, oh, no, that's not my shit because I grew up like this or like that mm-hmm. seems crazy. Like, no, actually, it's innate. And like. I think a part of our jobs and a part of the testing, you know, and when we get niggas that are sideways or just like, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like trusting. <laughs> I thought it was a bitch. Sideways niggas. Like, yeah. You know what? So cool. We still like, come on, mm-hmm. we, let me fix you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, but it, like that is the sh- that's the sharpening of our tools, you know, it's like. Sharpening oh. of our tools is the word. I'm so glad you said that. Like that just triggers something in me. Yeah, yes. it's a sharpening of our tools. And so there will be situations and you'll be like, should I listen? Like, yes, bitch. And if you're going to, you're going to get sharper. And if you don't, you're going to dull down. Be dulled because as fuck. This is the sharpening of our intuition tool, which is our most powerful tool, which is our womb tool, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, that is the work. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And we have to support each other in it. We have to love each other through it. We have to be gentle with ourselves. I think that's a big thing too, being gentle with ourselves, knowing that there is a duality that lives in us, that we are witches and we also are human bitches mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately oh, it's so ghetto we have to be here. i know it's that's so why ghetto. i said like y'all people ask like well, how you going through this like bitch do you know how like, i can to be in this sack of skin and shit <laughs> but it's yeah. also a gift i know this, i'm this, kidding this, but i'm just like, like we get to conjure this way like how whenever but we get to manifest in in the way that we want to like our spiritual shit like you can see how what someone's spiritual gifts are and who they are by how they manifest and their physical it's like oh you probably do this mm-hmm. and we can drink wine yeah, and yeah. this <laughs> is our reality check yes. yeah this is what keeps us humble mm-hmm. because if it was just spirit and energy it would be, be ugly. it would be a devil's playground but it would be people wouldn't want to it yeah. would be a devil's this playground especially the people who are judging like, <laughs> or judge women or judge situations or whatever like like if you had to take out that skin suit, it, the conversation would be different yeah. well yeah it'd be yeah, mm-hmm. a war but like this is so fun and beautiful we get to like Dress yes. up and put on makeup and yes. like drink okay, wine. I have a question that I just have been wanting to ask. Me? No. Oh. <laughs> just because it's October and it's witchy and it's Halloween and I do have questions because, you know, we've done every every October, me and Mila, we always have kind of like a, a witchy theme. Mm-hmm. And I think like a few Octobers ago, Jamila, she sacrificed some pigeons, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm How just wondering. With, a shaman, I, with my shaman. Friend. I'm curious. I think I want to like... I'm interested in the magic of voodoo because there's also this perception as well, right? Like, mm-hmm. so what are the practices? What are the, and I know there's things you cannot share because mm-hmm. that's just the practice. And then there's things that like nature, using nature to cast spells, to create um, energy, to mm-hmm. create magic essentially mm-hmm. is something that I think is is in the voodoo practice, not just with the herbs, but with the elements and, you know, we are the elements in ways. Yeah. So can you can you give us like some insight on what that is and like you know Mila, I don't know if you want to reshare your story, but I don't know, like like, anim- like the animal sacrifice. Cause, cause what that is? What, what kind of what? Jake I, Jake is a voodoo priest. Mm-hmm. Um, is Jake white? No. Oh, I know a white Jake. There's no, a he's a black priest too. No, 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 he's a black Jake. Okay. But I know there's African priests he's that are that are white. Fine ass. He is fine as fuck. Actually, he's a beautiful fine ass Jake. He actually met cousin Chris, and then cousin Chris introduced me to him, and I was going through some heavy shit. And like again, like I've always been called wine. <laughs> Every time I point, that's what I want. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> he wanted me. Um, he yeah. So yeah, like five years ago. <laughs> I was going through some shit. I've always been really like, I'm open. Like, I know that like, there's so much deeper I can go into spirituality. Just being 
of African descent. And I'm very intrigued by that. I always have been. Mm -hmm. And like, even since we started our podcast, like we started to become super, as we joined forces, we started to see like how powerful we were together and this entity that was created. And we started to pull and manifest like easier. And it started to like, it just made me even more intrigued in playing, you know, and playing in all of the elements. So at the time I was going through something and my, my cousin, Chris, shout out to cousin Chris, who's actually also from Louisiana. Um, and also deeply spiritual. And that, that's like where we bond. We could talk, we could say all types of shit, you know, to each other. So he's like, child, I done made an African, I've been made a priest and he about to do a spell. You want to come? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what kind of spell? Well, child, he didn't tell me. I don't, all I need to do is get a candle, one white pigeon, one black pigeon. I said, well, where are we going to get the pigeons from? He's like, he told me the place. <laughs> wow. So one Friday afternoon in LA, so you can imagine the fucking traffic, <laughs> me and cousin Chris goes by and get us each one black. I'm about to do some voodoo. One white and one black <laughs> pigeon I'm about to do some from the livestock place in Fan Eyes and drive our asses over the 405 to Jake's house. With the pigeons. With the pigeons. They in the back seat. Squawk, squawk. <laughs> we listen to fucking Gucci, man. Turn that shit up. Manifesting. <laughs> here go Cousin Chris. They must know they about to. Uh. <laughs> they, about, they about to go. Not uh. Right. Wow. We're fucking blasting Gucci, man, on the way to sacrifice four pigeons. For different reasons, but mm-hmm. I was with the shits, and we went, and like me, me, Jake was on the show, and Jake and I are still friends to this day, and he does, he goes through a lot of initiations, like he does a lot of work. We got there, the the altars were set up, he explained some shit to us, there was a lot of work that was done, cigars that were smoked, liquor that was spit, I, it was a long time ago now, I might have to listen to the episode again, you <laughs> might need to listen to, we might need to re-release it as a bonus episode, just <laughs> so you guys remember that, you know, don't call PETA, but... Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus was sacrificed, uh, apparently. So, you know, there's... That's what I was about to say. Like, a lot of the stigma and the conversations around animal sacrifice and voodoo are very ignorant. Um, because it's like, you'll have Christians like, oh, they're sacrificing animals and blood. It's just like, like all the same people who sacrifice the body Jesus. Of Jesus and drinking his blood every y'all communion. Y'all sacrifice us every day. Yeah, with, <laughs> every with day. the guns that you she let... every be, day. Literally, like... Yeah. <laughs> but you know that, that Christians, they ritually go to church and on communion and eat, eat, the, the, body eat the body and drink his blood. It's like, that sounds real vampire Real ritualistic like, witchy to me. You know? And, or, you know, or there's like, talk about ma- magic. It's just like, Jesus walked on water and talked to a burning bush or whoever did it's just like y'all were that wasn't scary to y'all but the thing is you know it's like in the beginning of the bible in genesis when they talk about god being a jealous god so i think that christians are just like wait they say that yeah god is a jealous god not, not to like idolize any other gods and they things literally like that. describe god as a jealous god the word jealous god i am it's like a scripture i'm, that, I'm a, should, i'll look it up like they should never tell nobody that because that's not the type of god i'm trying to fuck with uh, uh, no, i don't want so to i think that i think that a lot of christians because they're programmed to like if it's not if it doesn't look this way in Christianity and God and Jesus and all these things, then it's not of God because right. God said he's a jealous God. So we're not going to, you know, it's automatically cast to the devil. It's automatically this. And it's just like that should only exist over there. Like the devil does not exist in voodoo. Like it doesn't exist. There's not an there entity. Is no, we don't know him. There's not an entity. There's not a spirit that we call. We'd be like, well, we, we got to watch out for that when we're doing this. It doesn't exist that way. Mm-hmm. It's you know what I mean. So voodoo is culture. It's beautiful. It's dance. It's music. It's food. It's it's beautiful. And when I first got to go to Haiti and see it, I was like, oh, I, oh, oh my god! Every black person needs to see this. Everybody mm-hmm. in America, every black person in America has to see this because goddamn, it was the same way. Um, I went to uh, a doula course in Atlanta in 2018, and 
she was a white woman, but she had this beautiful home birth. And I had never seen nothing like that before. I had never seen a woman give birth at home so strong and, and flawless and like in her power. It's like, it didn't matter that she was white. What stood out to me was just like, this woman is like, got it. Like, how did you do this? Like, you know, and my first in, like instinct was like, oh my God, black women have to see this. Mm. Black women have to see that they can have babies at home. Oh my God, because we're dying in the fucking hospital. Like, they have to see this. And so that's why it was very important for me to document my birth when I did it. Because I knew my ne- if I ever had a baby, again, I'm doing it at home. Mm-hmm. And I planned it and my birth was flawless. It was beautiful. Like, that was real. <laughs> that was real. Like, that was I could tell, yeah. beautiful, flawless. Um, Even him. He showed up in ways that was like, Okay, nigga. You know what I mean? Like, he was great in my birth. Um, The whole situation, I feel like I literally breathed my baby out. Mm. You know what I mean? And I wanted black women to see that. Like, this is a this is a thing that we can do. Like, in our power, not just as black women, but just as women, like, in our nature. You know? And so, um, all that stigma around animal sacrifice is very ignorant. Um, yeah. These are the same people that eat meat. Like, it's like, right. you eat meat. If for you no, eat for, chicken. Just for, the better, just for the fuck of it, because you want a nine piece this week. Not because <laughs> you, know what I mean? not not because because you want, need it. Not because you're yeah. like lacking. But, and if you had to do the dirty work of sacrificing you prob- chicken, would you, you, do would, it? you wouldn't do it. Would you, you had to it? deal with the blood and the funk and the guts and how they smell and how they look and the, the it fighting for its life. Would you, would you eat it? Would you, how would you survive if that's how you had to eat? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so not to say that the, the sacrifice of an animal it has to do with just the food aspect because... There, there is an aspect to eating afterwards. But when an animal is sacrificed in voodoo, it is bathed and blessed in such a beautiful ritual way. This, they're not just grabbed off the street like what? They are like bathed was, in a spiritual bath, all types of things, colognes. They are offered to they're God, they're whoever you want to call it, God, yeah. spirit. They're offered in the most purest way. You know what I mean? Like here, please take this, and that's you know? what and that's what happened. Like we, he he did bathe them in colognes and waters. Yes. He bathed us in the blood, you know, and yes. it was like hot, like life force energy was like you could feel. The and that's heat. honestly like, and that's what it is when when an animal is sacrificed. We are borrowing, we are borrowing energy. That's what that is. Um, because if not, we would use our own. Mm. We would use our own. We would sacrifice ourselves, like Jesus did. You know what I mean? Or whatever they say he did. We would sacrifice ourselves, but we're not. We're we're borrowing. Something else is life force, life force, breath and blood to offer in exchange for good. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and that's really, truly what it is. This is why you hear stories about like in Hollywood with them sacrificing children. Mm. That's a bigger sacrifice. I don't know nothing about it, but I, I know <laughs> but, but but the you, stories but you of hear them about off, sacrifice. Sac- you hear about these sacrifices, like these elite like, people yeah. sacrificing children. But he's just like, why wouldn't they sacrifice animals? Because to them, that's a more... Even more pure, even more, a more pure and, and a bigger, innocent, it's a bigger, it's a bigger sacrifice. sacrifice. Like I was looking up that story, so that shit is crazy. No, that shit is crazy. crazy. Me, That's not what me we and do. me and cousin. But I'm, just me saying. Cousin, <laughs> I'm like, wait, do I need to Google this shit? You never but, did that. No. Oh, me and cousin Chris, we going down the loop. Oh, oh, a rabbit hole, baby. Like the whole pizza gate yeah, and all that stuff. It, it, gets, yes. it gets very dark. Pizza gate. What the fuck is pizza gate? A very dark scandal, but it, it's a, it, there's some darkness. And I like, believe that they are sacrificing children. I do. There's a lot of children missing that are never found again. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a, it's a fact. The sex trafficking. I mean, yes. The the, the black market. I mean, there's dark. I'm not gonna put no shit past nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm almost three thousand percent sure. How, like, and I'm a pretty conspiracy theorist, bitch. However bad I think it is, it's probably much worse. worse. Mm-hmm. And people who are under the guise that like humanity cares about each other, this government cares about each other. Mm-hmm. 
you're sadly confused because they're killing us in front of our eyes without care. They're giving our children fucked Nobody up Nobody had nothing to say on the story. Was it the story of Moses when the man was killing all those baby boys and Moses was saved down the river and his mommy put him in the river? Right. Nobody said nothing about the nigga in the Bible who killed all them kids. <laughs> Because he didn't, because they were, I think they were only, they were killing boys. I can't I remember. Or just girls. Keeping boys? Keeping all keeping. the girls and killing boys. And so the, his mother put him in a basket oh, yeah, so, right. so, he, so he wouldn't be killed. No. Right. But that was killing babies. Yeah. You know what I mean? China like, too. Babies. You know what I mean? And so I, like people pick and choose what they want to be bothered by and triggered by. Like people read that story in the Bible and feel like that's a wholesome story. Like, wow, yeah, Jesus, Moses, yeah. But, here, but you know what I mean? But see uh, someone in Haiti sacrificing whatever for protection over their family and an animal and that they're going to probably eat later stressed out yeah. and it's demonic and it's evil but why wasn't you know like why is that story not talking they were sacrificing kids like, but how about they're sacrificing you just for the fa- for the mere money that they can't even die with well, th- well it's just another added layer to the propaganda of black people are savages right mm-hmm. like it's that's it's that whole idea that we're savages that we are murderers that we are dirty jungle monkey dirty like that things. yeah like that we have all these and dirty the practices devil. there's and traditions no one and dirtier the than the white man Listen, there's no one in history dirtier than the white man. Yeah, there's no true. one in history who has more blood on their hands than the fucking Anglo-Saxon mm-hmm. white man. It's exactly. a fact. Exactly. If it makes you uncomfortable, look up history. Right. Worldwide, baby. I always said that. Like, white people walk around scared of us. It's like, nigga, what? I'm scared of you, We're bitch. scared of y'all. We do not have a history of killing white people. Like, we really, should, though. We do not have a history of black people nowhere on earth have a history of just killing white people, taking white people against their will, and doing anything to them. But if we but did. But they walk around in fear of us. And if we did, we'd be justified <laughs> in should. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's what I said. It, like, if, if black people woke up and really did what what y'all did, we were, you know, we would be a different conversation. It's just like, how dare y'all have the odd dad? We would that's never. Not, that's not, we, that's not, that's not our nature. In fear. Sure. It's that's not, not in our nature. Because not. we are of nature. Because we are of this planet. Yeah. We are of earth. We are of nature. We are of spirituality. So even when we are, we do have those feelings of hate. We don't exhibit that hate in the ways that they exhibit this hate that came from no fucking where. Right. <laughs> like, you know, but. Yeah. Um, and it will make a lot of people uncomfortable. And like, but, it, but even that, like even that hate has to be transmuted because sometimes I'm like, you have right. to transmute it because white people have like that makes me angry. Yeah. And then, of course, I'm a black woman, but like that, I realize even has to be transmuted because that, just like in any other situation, like you can't let darkness make you dark. Mm-hmm. You know, you, and like you see the, how you said, like it makes you angry, like, and we're gaslighted into making it feel like we shouldn't be angry. You're okay. It's so long ago. Chill oh, out. Yeah. You, yeah, it wasn't you. <laughs> it wasn't you. It, I didn't you know, do it. It wasn't yeah. my uncle and yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I love my kids are black. You know, you get weird yeah, shit like my that. My best friend is black. <laughs> you know? I have fourteen black <laughs> cousins. Yeah, you know, you're gaslighted into thinking that it's not a big deal or it was so long ago. But it's like, again, especially as women are concerned, womb to womb, it's something that hasn't. It's like it doesn't go away. You feel the the pain of your great 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 grandmothers. You and feel mothers your children being who, taken who, care who were of there and went through things you. and trauma and rape and all kinds of things like like dark shit. Yeah. Having your kids on. be taken from you, can you fucking imagine? Mm-hmm. And you can't kill. That would that's you can't. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a lot of pain. That's a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a and and and. I'm so grateful. Like honestly, I'm grateful to be amongst other women who are transmuting that and yeah. and and celebrating our existence. Just rebellious acts of pleasure, 
You know, and like that's what we're here for to mm-hmm. be like bad bitches and smoke weed and drink wine and live our soft smoke life. Smoke weed and drink wine. <laughs> so smoke weed and drink wine <laughs> and be powerful goddesses, mm-hmm. bitches. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like that shit is important. It it's is. very important because we've 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 gone through a lot of shit. Our yes. people, our babies, like it is a fact, and that's why like I really want to live it up this life. You got to yes. run it up so we can get run the yacht. it up and, can, yes. and like I just feel like women like I just connecting to the the earth like i just i think that in my time here if i'm gonna do anything i want to learn how to really connect to all of like my elements so that i can channel and receive the information because i know that it's there it's all around us that we can all receive it if we are just really taking the time to build the practices whether that is voodoo whether that is whatever the fuck it is for you whether it's not no title on it yeah. You know, what I tell black women in my classes too, like as black women, you have access to it all. Mm-hmm. You have access to it all. You literally just have to ask the right questions. You literally have to dig. You do have to dig. You have to do some research, but you have access. Every woman does not have access. Mm-hmm. Every woman, every man does not have access. Black women, we have access. You know, we have, we can go, we can enter those doors if we want to. If you had five basic things that you can, like, if someone was like, I want to build an altar, mm-hmm. what are five basic altar building basics that you can give, like tools? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to build, let's say specifically an ancestor altar, because I start with that in my courses, you cannot do nothing without them first. Um, I would always have, there's always have a white sheet, mm-hmm. um, pictures, and items of your ancestors, if you have pictures, if you have... Um, Maybe some of this conversation needs to be on Patreon, but... I've already decided. That. I, well, bring me back for that one. Yeah, yeah. but... but, but have another conversation. Hey, we can do, we do need to do an after dark, because the bitches can get very deep. Mm-hmm. Yes. <sighs> well, Yala, can you tell our people where they can find you? I'm so happy. Well, first of all, thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank you. Honestly. This has been so good and so great. Thank it's such you. a great episode. I appreciate you. Yes. Um, I'm only on Instagram, um, underscore Miela Doche. So underscore M-I-A-L-A-D-O-C-H-E. That is my first name and my middle name, my birth name. Love so, it. Yes. So make sure you check out her Instagram. Um, we'll link everything in this episode description. If you're not following us on YouTube, go ahead and go to YouTube right now and subscribe. If you've not yet left a review, what the fuck have you been doing all this time? <laughs> Getting all this free game like, and we've not been doing just this giving for us five years. You've been listening this long and you still haven't left a review. Come Can you on. Please? That's the least you could do. Please. Thank you. And if you're in L.A. on October 21st, make sure you come out to our Confessions of a Good Mom tour yeah you gotta come it's our first date it's october 21st it's four days before my birthday yeah and bitches are gonna be acting crazy ratchet so click the link in this episode description to get tickets to our show um i think we have a few spots left at the good vibe retreat we're going to costa rica in july so we have two dates to choose from come out come chill come relax come tap in come tap into the elements the nature's our practices, the practices that we're sharing with uh, that other people are coming in to share. I'm just really excited because Costa Rica is like, <sighs> it's home. It's calling me. It's home. Um, anyway, I love you guys. I love you. I love you. And bye. Bye.